much. Okay. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Mamacita, your weekly mama date where we discuss all things momming while Latina. Hi, I'm Wendy. I'm currently a stay-at-home mom by day and flamenco dancer and writer by night. I live in the suburbs. I'm raising two bicultural children. I'm from El Salvador, but grew up in Los Angeles in a very traditional Latin household. And I'm Alex. I'm a single mom of a fabulous five-year-old girl. I'm an artist, actress, and dancer living in LA. My life is not so traditional. We've been friends for over 13 years, and trust us, figuring out motherhood is way more fun with your fellow mamacitas. I'm thankful that my kids are growing up in an era when the worldview is shifting on so many topics, specifically those around gender. They will be able to define themselves as they see fit and will not be shackled by cultural expectations. What are those cultural expectations? So my son doesn't have to be the breadwinner if his wife makes more money than him or if his husband makes more money than him or domestic partner or whatever it turns out to be. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my daughter. She does not have to be the nurturer in her family and care for the children and the grandparents and all that jazz so the way that think, I do. You think that those they are cultural s- expectations are still like relevant at this point? I think they are. That's funny. I don't I don't feel that way. But I think it's because I'm still married. I see a lot of moms who are still, you know what I mean? Like in the mom circle that I run in, like the couples are still together and there is that role where like the mom takes on most of the mothering, even if she does work, whether she works full time or part time, Mm -hmm. that is her role. She is the mom. And then the husband is out in the world doing stuff even if he does partake a lot with the child rearing, the Mm -hmm. roles are still there and they're very apparent because they just are. I mean, this is just the society I'm living in right now. And so these are totally normal situations for me. I don't see it that way. Well, Mm -hmm. first of all, because I work and I have to work. I shouldn't say I have to. I mean, I do have to work, but it's also by choice. Like I would not want to stay at home Mm -hmm. and be a housewife. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. No, that sounds like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I, I can't deal with that. Um, but there's so many people in the entertainment industry uh-huh. that they're working, you know, they're working moms and they make so much money, whether, you know, they have a husband or not, whatever, they're still going to do their thing, you know? Yes, but I can assure you that even if they're working moms and they're still making a lot more money than maybe their partner, most of the mothering decisions are still on them. So in a way, they're still following the traditional gender roles set up by society. Whether you make the money or not, whether you're a working mom or not. I mean, this is why during the pandemic, all these moms are going crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Because they still have to work, but now they don't leave the house. So they work at home and then they're still working at home and they're still working at home. I mean, it's called the double shift. You work and then you come home to work. Because you're still supposed to take care of the kids, the dinner, you know, the household management, all the things related to your children and your family. I mean, this is a thing. I'm not making this up. Mm -hmm. It's called mother burnout. The New York Times just had a whole thing about it, especially uh, covering uh, moms during the pandemic. During the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, because you never stop working. 
So whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom, you're always working. Yeah. Because moms take most of the housework onto themselves. Men have always had the luxury of being like, well, I'm going to work. And, oh, it's okay. Like, the kids need something. Can you handle that? Or, oh, you know, we need to call the repairman for something at the house. Can you handle that? Oh, these bills need to be paid. Yeah, just <laughs> can you take care of that? Okay, so at what point does that start? I think always. I think this is the general expectation of women. When you're a little kid, your gender is very fluid. I think that gender is pretty much imposed on children, right? It starts from the womb. It's like you're pregnant and then everybody wants to know, is it a boy? Is it a girl? What are you going to name her? What are you going to name him? Oh, let's have the gender reveal party or do some kind of grand gesture to reveal the gender. Mm -hmm. Then everybody wants to know the gender so that they can buy you blue things or pink things. Or if you're not revealing the gender because you don't want to know until they're born, everybody buys you yellow or like neutral colors, whatever (laughs) that means, right? Um, And then they're born and immediately they are assigned a gender. Like what kind of toys does your daughter have? Does she have dolls? Yes. Does she take care of them? Does she call them her babies? Does she pretend that she's the mom? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. The answer is yes to all of those things. Did you tell her to do that? I did not. No, No. you didn't. But you know what? She watches TV and she sees what women do. I guess I I was just thinking like, is it because we're women and that's just like our instinct to be nurturing? No, I don't think. You don't think it's that? No, I think people have told women for millions that of years, we are the one. all millennia, that you are the nurturer, the caretaker. And so we become these things because people tell us these things over and over and over again. So you think there's no truth to that? I don't think that there's no truth because biology uh, does play into it. And obviously our bodies are made to nurture physically our babies. Yes. We make the food. They eat off of our bodies. Yeah. So that physical uh, contact inside is and like, outside. it's going to happen. Yes. Because that's like, the way to survive. Yes. Yeah. So biologically speaking, yes, the woman does nurture the child inside her body and, and outside, outside her body. Yeah. I think a lot of the times when people talk about women being the nurturers, they're talking a lot about psychological things. Like women are the ones who are more caring and more loving and, and more in touch with their feelings yes, and we're going to hug and we're going to hug you when you cry and say everything's better. That's what they're talking about. I don't think they're talking about biology. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all these things are imposed on us. That's where I, I, I don't know if I agree with that hundred percent when it comes to nurturing. I think there is a part, but I don't think all girls are nurturers. Instinct. No, no, they're not. <laughs> so it can't but, be instinct. It can be instinct in some people. I think there's a little bit of instinct. Otherwise, how would animals know to treat their babies like that? Yeah. I don't know. No? You bought me this book for my birthday. It's called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And my book club, shout out to the book club, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, we're reading this now. Uh, I didn't pick it. Another mom picked it. And I just thought like how serendipitous and awesome because I've really been wanting to read it. And now I have an, like it's my homework. So I have to do it, you know? Okay. So you're reading it because somebody else told you to read it. No. Not because I told no. you to read it. You see guys? No. Is everyone I'm, listening to this? I'm always <laughs> reading like five books at the same time. And so I have to get through my books until yeah, yeah, I yeah. get to the next one. Yeah, and it's yeah, taken yeah. this long. And so now it's homework <laughs> and I have to do it. So anyways, uh, Glennon Doyle, in her whole um, introduction, you know, she talks about basically all these things are imposed on women, right? And she ends, and I'm not going to ruin it because it's really awesome and it's well written. And she talks about how she's a goddamn cheetah. She is a goddamn cheetah. She I love Glennon Doyle, by the way. Oh my God, she's hilarious. free and she's comparing, she her basically s- starts off the story you know, going to see the cheetah run, I think, yes. in San Diego. <laughs> it's just what I want to do with my son because he loves cheetahs. But, you know, this cheetah was born in captivity and she puts herself in this cheetah's, you know, place. In the role of the, yeah. Yeah, the and she talks about how the cheetah doesn't know any better because the cheetah was born in captivity, That's but still she knows. looks longingly out into the world and thinks there's this like there's inner something fire else. like this yes. desire to do something more because yes. she belongs exactly so in a way i totally feel like a cheetah yeah glennon put- i'm a cheetah glennon <laughs> glennon <laughs> so we put we confine ourselves to these roles right and we put gender roles on children before they're born. This is why I was saying gender is definitely imposed from the womb and it's a thing. And you know what? Most people can conform to their genders and it's totally fine. And other people, it doesn't fit. And then you grow up feeling shitty because you don't fit what you're supposed to be, right? And I think that's what she's getting at, especially at the very beginning. She's like, just set me free. What if your son wanted to wear a dress? Like, how would you deal with that? You would just... I would wouldn't. You, I'd be like, you would just which be like, dress okay. do you want to wear? <laughs> wear the dress. Yeah. <laughs> and if somebody asks you, you just say, I want to wear a dress today and move on with your life. Yeah. So my daughter plays with quote unquote boys toys. Why? Because I just refuse to buy toys. <laughs> We have a room full of toys. My son was four years old by the time my daughter was born. So there literally is a room full of toys. And it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Developmentally. Yeah, what makes them boy toys? They're just toys. Well, you know what makes them boy toys? Is the fact that they're cars. It's superheroes. STEM type of toys that most little girls are not given or sold they're not sold for little girls like all the advertising for stem toys or steam toys you know science technology engineering arts and math it's all geared for men it's not until recently maybe as of this past i don't know things five are changing, to 10 though. years things are changing that they are sure. encouraging yeah. women to engage in steam activities because yeah. they realize that there's a shortage of women in science and technology right mm-hmm. But I mean, generally, these toys are not geared for girls. And so technically, we have a room full of quote unquote boys toys and she loves them. And you know who told me we needed to get girl toys? Oh my God. My husband. (laughs) He was like, maybe we should get like 
a girl superhero or like a doll or something so that she feels identified when she plays with these toys. And I get where it's coming from because he wants her to feel like she sees herself in these action figures or in these toys. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know. Do you agree or? Well, you know, he made it sound, okay, this is, this was his argument where I was like, who cares? He said, do you remember being a little girl and playing with only blonde Barbies? Yeah, Yeah. I do. And And you wanted to feel. Did that mess with my head a little bit? Yeah, it did. You know, there's a real thing called blonde envy and it comes from little kids who are always told all the blonde dolls are the beautiful ones, are all the blonde princesses at Disney are the ones who are I don't who know who was saying best. that because they didn't tell me that. <laughs> because I Well, you grew I'm up in the 305, beautiful. so. I'm 305, yeah. <laughs> it's different in Miami. It's different. I was like, what? I'm loving my dark hair. It's amazing. Yeah, but you identified with Snow White. Yes. Right, and she's a classic. She yes. was always around. But Belle who is the brown-haired, smart girl carrying around a book. She wasn't around till the 90s. Is that you, Wendy? That's me. Are you Belle? I am Belle. And, and she I'm was Snow White, yeah. so me and my seven men. <laughs> you and your seven men and me and my beast. Oh, my God, it's perfect. You have a room full of boy, quote-unquote, boy toys. You don't want to include some, quote-unquote, girl toys? Well, we have a lot of stuffed animals that everybody ignores. Nobody uh, cares okay. about the stuffed animals. Oh, Sophia loves stuffed animals. No, my kids are like, who cares? Bring on the cars. Bring on the That's Legos. Okay. Oh you know, God, let's Legos. play with the Play-Doh. Sophia's obsessed with Legos. Yeah, and that's wonderful obsessed because it's a STEM or STEAM toy. Yes. That's so, like yeah. all she does all day. I think baby dolls are important too. Yeah, but both boys and girls should have yes. baby dolls so that they can learn to nurture. Uh, to nurture. And care. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think but it's this important. doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, boys should have baby dolls too and practice that feeling of like caring and being gentle. Mm-hmm. I agree. So my dad, you know, he's here in the house with us and he is totally still believing these super traditional stereotypes for boys and girls. So if my son ever picks up what looks like a girl toy or wears a color that may be perceived as a girl color, oh no, he Does gets he have- very like, oh my God, don't let him wear that. Don't, don't let him serious? play with that. Don't let him, Aww. you know. He's still, and I've talked to him. So, I mean, at least he's open and he understands but his initial reaction, like his gut feeling is to be like, no, don't. Because yeah. why? Because he thinks that if he plays with girl things, he will become girly, which means maybe he will become gay. And I'm just like. Which is totally okay. Yeah. So who cares? But it's funny because, okay, my dad's 85, guys. No, 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 I know. So it's I like know. he's coming from that And it's hard era. for somebody to change. Yeah. yeah. And. But he is open to it. So even though that's his gut reaction, you know, he expresses that's himself. Sweet that he's and open. then yeah. I say, no, this does not matter. This does not equate that. He can wear pink. It doesn't matter. He can play with this tea set. Yeah. We have a tea set. <laughs> it's pink. <And> that's, <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, that's like totally he's making fine. tea. 
I remember my mom would make comments sometimes like I would wear, I don't know, whatever, you know, shoes that weren't super girly or whatever. She's like, esos zapatos son de hombre. I'm like, yeah, and? What's your point? Like, you know, like my little brown shoes that I wear, the little. Yeah, those are cute. I love, I love those, those shoes. Yeah, they're like my little manly shoes. I don't know what to call them. What, uh -huh. are, what are those shoes called? Um, Should they have a name? Probably. I don't know, whatever. But like stuff like that, my mom would hate that. I think now she's probably over it. But when I was younger, like if I if I were to dress like that, you know how I dress sometimes like that. You dress like that too sometimes. I just dress. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you dress like an abuelita. And like sometimes a I dress like an abuelito. So <laughs> okay, so those were my abuelito shoes. Okay. Uh -huh. I will post a picture with my abuelito shoes. My mom would hate that shit. She'd be That's like, so son de hombre. I'm like Who cares? They're not. But even if they were, like. But in her eyes, they are. You know, because she grew up in a time where, like, yeah, women weren't going to wear those, those shoes, kind of shoes or those kinds yeah. of clothes. Okay, so my grandma, this always cracked me up. Okay, she would be like, "Yo nunca me puse un conjunto." Or, oh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. No, I know. That's why I started laughing. So I'm like, wait, we're, what? What are we doing? Well, obviously not. Un conjunto. <laughs> so conjunto is like a pantsuit. Yeah. Like okay. A, so like a full a suit. on. Yeah. Yes. But it was also like kind of like what we wear today where you wear like your romper and it's like a pants romper or yeah. like a shorts romper. I love rompers. Yeah, me too. Uh, so my grandma never wore pants, ever. <laughs> she wore, she was at the no pants party. Was, yes, the no pants party. Oh. She was the original That's no pants hilarious. party and wore, she wore a skirt or a dress every, every single, single day. Every single day. Every single day because she's a lady. And you know, in high school, I thought to myself, I'm going to stop wearing pants too and I'm going to be a lady and wear a dress Or a skirt every day. Really? And that shit got exhausting real quick. But why? It was, why did you? It was just an experiment. Well, you no. just went through a phase. It was a phase, and also it was like, do you remember Clueless? Um, no. I mean, I know what it is, but I think that was so, a little before my yes, time. Yes, yeah, because I'm a little bit time. older than yeah. you. So like Clueless, you know, Alicia Silverstone wears like the cute little plaid skirt with like the tall, the knee high, uh, socks, knee -high right? socks. I do remember the look. Yeah. Yes. So. We were all about that look. Oh, that, that's a cute look. It is a very, a very cute, cute look. look. So it was that and like little sundresses with like cardigans. Like we yes, dressed up. Like super girly. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, so I like that. when you say super girly, that's another thing, right? Like when we talk about these things, like why are these things considered super girly? You know, you know I know. Part of this time that we're living in, everybody is so open and all that but then it's like I'm afraid to talk because I think I'm gonna mess up everything I say because I'm not speaking about it correctly you know what I mean yes. like, I don't want to offend anybody like I just said it's super girly because but I don't mean anything bad by it I'm just saying that's super girly like it's cute I know, but, but why I, is somebody, cute somebody's associated gonna, with girly? Yeah, yeah somebody's going to get offended. And you know what? I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's the only way that I know how to yep. refer to those things. Like, I don't know any other way. I don't know. Isn't it hard sometimes to live in a, 
in a moment like this. Yeah, where the world is shifting and the language is changing. And the and you language have to is changing. It's like the, like the Latinx thing. Yes. It's like that situation. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't keep up with the times, oh my God, I'm like the pronouns and all that. <laughs> no, I know. It's really hard to keep up, okay, with like how what fast is everything is changing. Politically like correct. Like how do you describe a look like that? Like the, the clueless look. That's freaking cute and girly. Like, what? Well, there's nothing wrong with saying it's girly. It's maybe not I would describe it like manly, a, a schoolgirl <laughs> uniform type of outfit, right? With the plaid skirt and the knee high socks and the low cardigan. But so it's girly. Yes, because we have deemed that to be girly. Okay, but at I know, some point know, you gotta just, like <laughs> just like parar de joder, and because there are things that are girl. Lee. Girly and boily. Yeah, girly and boily. <laughs> now, here's the thing. A boy can wear something girly. I'm okay yeah. with that. And my dad has a heart attack when Soren wears pink. <laughs> but my point is, a boy can dress in something girly and a girl can wear something boyish. Like, that's fine. I'm just talking about, like, the outfit. Can we agree on that? Or is that still wrong? Like, I don't know. People tell me, is am I calling everything by the wrong name? Like, is this not okay? I think the bigger issue is that we have to keep up with, I don't know, all the new definitions of what it means to be a boy and a girl because Mm -hmm. we both have kids. We have a girl, we both have girls, and I have a boy as well. And so we got to keep up so that we can teach them what is appropriate so that when they don't, when they go to school, they're not like saying the wrong, saying thing. The wrong thing and calling their friends by the wrong pronoun or telling their friends that this is wrong because <laughs> they're wearing pink that day or don't be a girl. Don't, you know, what I mean? yeah. like we got to educate our children and that's why I try to keep up and I don't do a great job of it about it but i try me neither and these are things i think about right okay so i have to bring up one day at a time because you know i love that show yes and uh, have you seen the episode where elena brings up like all the pronouns and yeah she they zerd like oh my god it's so funny because abuelita's like who what (laughs) it's just she's like what is going on i know and most days i feel like abuelita yes me too me too you know, like Elena's super cool and I love woke. her. And I, I know I just said that and I'm like the old lady using the word woke, but yeah, like yes. You know, I'm totally the abuelita sometimes and I'm just I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to keep up and mm-hmm. it's really really hard because it just it is. You have to change your whole way of thinking about things. And, and that that's takes hard. effort. Yeah. It takes a it's lot hard. of effort. But we have to do it because we have small children and I don't want them to not be able to talk to me because I'm not keeping up and I'm not relevant. You know, I don't want them to dismiss my opinion because all of a sudden they feel like they're smarter than I am about what's going on in the world because I'm not keeping up. I'm saying the wrong words, even if my meaning is, you know, helpful or informative or correct or whatever. Yeah. But I'm not saying it in the right words that they can associate with, I don't want them to dismiss me because of that. And so I have to keep up. Yeah. And right now I've been able to get away with it for a while because my biggest 
my oldest kid is five. Five. So, so you still have time to catch up. Yes. Shit, but I got to catch up because you're right. Yeah, because but you know you're what? right because my intentions are good. I just don't know how to call things nowadays because everything is so different. And yeah. like, I don't know how to. I find myself lacking the words or not being able to explain in the moment. And so, yeah, you make fun of me about the books, but that's like the only way yeah. I can learn because I, you know, I'm not making this stuff up and I'm not going to lie to him and pretend. And I don't want him to go to school and say the wrong thing yeah. and be uneducated. I want him to be as open as possible. You know, mm-hmm. we definitely have had more opportunities to become who we are more than our mothers did. But I think at that time, there was a stigma associated with being a feminist. So growing up, I thought feminists were angry women who hated men. Yes. I agree and with so that. And so I think... I, I mean, I agree with the thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think feminism had a really bad rap. Yes. Especially if you came from another culture. Right? I think, yeah, especially being like a Latina, yeah, you see that as like man-hating, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't understand why I shouldn't let a man open a door for me. We talked about this in the Valentine's Day episode, right? Yeah. Um, chivalry, I don't think should be considered, you know, chauvinistic. Being nice and having manners and polite, I think has nothing to do or should have nothing to do with being <sighs> macho. A, yeah. <sighs> but it is. But it it's very, every action has so much weight, mm-hmm, right? Exactly. And when I talk about us growing up in two cultures and straddling both cultures, that was a conflict that I had in my mind because I grew up, you know, as a Latina who was like, okay, well, men have to open the door for me because it is polite Mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. it's all about manners uh walk on the right side of the street like because that's what the men do it's, allowed- it's the manly thing to do but then yes. that goes back to these gender like stereotypes and, and yes. roles and so growing up you know it was hard for me to like adapt to these two cultures i wanted To to hold on to both. (laughs) Yes, I wanted to believe that men should do these things because it is la Pero también es la buena educación. You know, you have good good manners. Good manners. Yeah, good manners, good etiquette, whatever. But at the same time, I wanted to be like, girl power. (laughs) I can do these things for myself. And I know you talked about this in the last one, but I think feminist had a really bad reputation, I think, in the 70s and 80s because it was an extreme. Mm-hmm. It, it turned into I don't I'm not saying it really turned into this I'm saying people made it seem society made it seem like feminists were angry women who hated men and mm-hmm. so that's what I thought and so I didn't want to associate with that you didn't want to be that no even though I was all about girl power I didn't so you identify in the ideas but you didn't want to be an angry woman who hates men yes and I also wanted to reconcile the fact that I'm a Latina and I do expect these things from a man who has a good (laughs) education and good manners. So it's very confusing, you know? It's hard to navigate, especially as a young woman dating. It was like... So in conclusion, what? How do you deal with that? I don't know. (laughs) I just made it up. Yeah. (laughs) As I went along, I made it up. So how do we treat women equally, but still... This is like what you were talking about where you're teaching Soren. 
Yes. It's it's hard to verbalize. Yeah. Okay. Because how you do I reconcile all these things? You still want to treat the women with respect, but, st- but treat them as equals without having Being like special treatment because they're girls or yes. whatever. Like we don't want special treatment, yet we do want I don't I confuse myself with this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to verbalize. We don't want special treatment, but we want to be treated equal, but with respect. Did I just say the same thing twice? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yes, I do. And it's really hard to verbalize. This is what I'm saying. It's hard to explain and hard to digest. So when I think about it, like in my head, it makes sense. But right now I'm trying to explain to you my thought process of reconciling these two things, right? You know, and I, what I, I would really like, I would love to hear a man's point of view on this. Like on all these little things, like, por ejemplo, just like a, as a silly example, opening the door for a woman. It's not because I can't open the door myself. I'm perfectly capable of opening the door, but I expect you to open the door because I am a woman and you're a man. Like, what do they think? Like, do you have these conversations with your husband? Like, is he going to teach Soren that he needs to open doors for women? I think I'm teaching Soren all of these things. And he's so going your... to follow the example of his father. And so we talk and, about this and, all the time. And your husband does that. Yeah. I think a lot of the times these actions are also associated with courting. Right? Yes. So if I'm going to date you, I'm going to treat you like this and I'm going to bring you the flowers and open the door and pay for the dinner. Mm-hmm. It's not because he doesn't think I can do these things for myself. It's just... And it's not because of gender. No. I think these are actions that come with courting. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes these actions are taken the wrong way and women think, oh, I can open the door for myself. I can pay for my own dinner. You don't need to buy... <laughs> you know? And that's yeah. fine. But I don't think... The thought process. and You don't, I don't think know. it's a patronizing thing? No. I think if it's done in the right way, I mean, if it's done in a shitty way, like, hey, baby, don't worry. I got you. You don't have to pay for it. You know, if somebody's telling me this, <laughs> then I'm going to be like, ew, shut up. Like, I got me, you know? Yeah, I got this. But if it's a natural situation where we're at dinner and, you know, the check comes and he's like, here you go. Like, take this away to, you know, the waiter or whatever. Back yeah. when we could go to restaurants and have dates and yeah. <laughs> go to places, um, then it's fine. Bringing it back to gender roles, are you going to teach your son that this is expected from him because he is a man or he will be a man? I am going to teach my son this and I'm already teaching my son this, not because he's a man, but because es parte de la educación. Manners are a big deal but, in my house. por ejemplo... You're not going to teach Alouette the same thing that you're going to teach Soren. I'm not going to teach her to or open the door. Or are you? Well, I'm not going to teach her to open the door, because but I will you're tell her. Because gender roles. Yeah. But these are also cultural norms that are associated with manners and etiquette. So and are you going to teach? And like, I'm not trying to be like a bitch no, asking you all no, these I questions. Know. I'm just like trying to yeah. like pick your brain here. I, I don't know. What yeah. I mean. Like, are you going to teach Alouette? To expect a man to pay for her if they take her out on a date? Um, I'm not going to teach her to expect it. Or I'm going to say if someone's taking you out on a date for the first time, they should pay. Let them pay. Okay. So, <laughs> and, they, and you're going to tell Soren that they too. Invite like if you're taking you, a girl out. If they invite you, they should pay. If you invite them, then you should pay. 
Okay. I feel like yeah, if you that's... are the person inviting and it's a first date, then you should pay. Mm-hmm. I'm big on manners. So all these things that are considered actions of men and women really to me are more about basic human interaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How to manners. be with other people. Yeah. You know? So I'm not putting the pressure of like, like because you have to do this man. because you're a boy or no. you have to do this because you're a girl. It's just be a nice human being yeah. and have some class. <laughs> yeah. Class is a whole other <laughs> or, very weighted word. Okay, sorry. Yes. Have some educación. Yes. Have some manners. Have some manners. Yeah, have I'm some manners. big on those, you know, and I tell my son when you yeah. no, I greet agree. somebody, I agree. look at them in their eyes, you know, say hello. How are you? If you like something about them, tell them. It makes people feel good about themselves. It doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy. So yes. if he ever says, you look nice today, or I like your shoes, your hair looks pretty, whatever. I tell him, I'm like, these are the ways that you comport yourself in society. Yeah. And because you should be a nice person. Yes. Be a good human <laughs> being. Yes. Be nice I, I to agree. People. I totally agree. And I'll do the same thing with Alouette. Mm-hmm. Like, look at people in the eye. If you like something about somebody, tell them. Yeah. Don't be afraid. It makes them feel good. Aw, you're such a good mommy. Oh, thank you. Oh, I like that. Okay, so I worked uh, in a high school as the after-school programs coordinator, and I ran all these camps and these fun activities, and so I was in close contact with all these teenagers. And I remember one summer, it was a ninth-grade class coming in. Okay, so they were freshly out of middle school, first time they were setting foot on the high school and they were all super cute and excited and we're running all these camps so that they can get used to high school and meet older students and get to know their whole class. Mm-hmm. And one girl who was actually a trans boy, I didn't know this because on my role sheet, she was Bernice, mm-hmm. right? So I'm looking for Bernice on my role sheet and I'm looking for Bernice and then Bernice identifies as a boy. So now she wants me to call her Bernie. And I was like, okay, great. I'm totally fine with this. But you know what? In my mind, I was thinking, oh my God. Okay. So now I have to make sure Bernie's fine because all these other high school kids, what if they're going to be mean and, you know, all this stuff. And you know what? The kids were awesome. (laughs) For them, it was like, of course. Normal. Yeah. Like, okay, you're Bernie. Great. Bernie. Like, we're on it. It doesn't matter. No big Mo- deal. Yeah. yeah. Moving on with life. And I loved that so much. And I realized then, like, how much the world has changed since I was a kid. Because mm-hmm. this would never have happened when I was a kid growing up, especially in middle school. Barney would have had a real hard time with all oh. the bullies, all the mean kids, all the mean girls. <sighs> yeah. The teachers who would not have been understanding and made Bernie conform to being um, Bernice. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Can you imagine how difficult that must be? Yes. And so that's why I say I'm really thankful that our kids are growing up in an era where we're so much more aware of how gender can be fluid. Yeah. And how gender is imposed. And And they're free to make their own choices. Yeah, that we can change (laughs) our minds. We are not confined to our biology or our culture or the traditions. And that's that. Mamacitas, what do gender roles mean to you? What gender stereotypes do you conform to? Which do you challenge? How will you explain gender roles and gender stereotypes to your kids? On the next episode of 
Mamacita! Good girls. This is a podcast about starting conversations, so share your thoughts. Leave us comments. Send us pictures of your mama date. Mamacita. Mama date. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mamacita Podcast. And if you want to talk to us live, look for us on Clubhouse. New episodes out every Friday, so don't forget to subscribe. And if you like what you heard, please give us five stars and leave a review. Thank you for listening. Mamacita Podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Wendy Castellanos-Wolf and Alexandra Rosso. Edited by Alexandra Rosso. Our sound engineer is Scott Wolf, and our theme song is based on Drume Negrita, a Cuban lullaby, arranged and recorded by Scott Wolf. Also, check out our Mamacita blog by Wendy Castellanos-Wolf. Find that and more at mamacitapodcast.com. Mamacita.